What'd you say? Never mind, that was a dumb question. We're gonna ignore it, it never happened. It's fine, I honestly really don't even need these. Hello. I learned that the other day. I accidentally had them chilling. Oh, here. you were just like, I really And then like halfway in the episode, I'm like, oh, wait, put <laughs> these on. Hello everyone. Put these headphones. I'm like, Welcome my... to Venus and Mars. Does I am your host, Chantel. Okay? <laughs> and you are the weakest link. <laughs> I don't know why that's the first thing that came to mind. My good friend, am I recording? Yes, I'm here with my good Wait, friend Yasmin. Like, she is like literally my BFF. You I can tell because I didn't think we were recording. I thought we were doing it. This is what I wanted. I wanted it to be real. That's why I randomly started it. This, <laughs> this is like, this, this is a raw podcast. And I'm is, talking about the weakest link. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, what we're doing is obviously most of my episodes have been men and they are going to be men but every now and then i'm going to have a girl talk probably like every third or fourth episode hey ladies yeah (laughs) (laughs) and the goal is to really just have conversations for women obviously um in the dating space but also just things to help us out in general that will Mm -hmm. ultimately help with dating and um today's topic is learning to be alone Mm mm-hmm and I feel like this topic is really important because, especially in, like I said, today's dating culture, like, I feel like the main reason people are, we all are cycling through different partners mm-hmm. is because we're not learning to vet partners, but also because we're not learning to just enjoy our own company. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you just keep desiring to just have someone there. And they're not necessarily meeting the criteria. Like, I feel like if we're actually uh, learning to be with ourselves and learning to enjoy our own company, like, we're less likely to just allow anyone in our space. So that's why we're pretty much touching on this Right, right. Yeah, it's a lot harder these days, too, because you always have a way out. Like, whether it's social media, whether it's, like, literally just walking outside. (laughs) Like, there's always a way out, so... How many times? Being alone is a lost art. <laughs> it's a lost art. And it's and it and like you said, it's hard because it's mm-hmm. like even I've been through plenty of stages where I'm like, I'm not dating at all. I'm over and then it. you go out. Literally one person right. and you're like, oh okay. <laughs> no, we can just right. Or you're like, I'm really focusing on myself and you're driving right. and you're like, oh he's kinda I'm cute. Right. <laughs> roll down a window. <laughs> but yeah, so like but I really think that yeah, this this needs to be talked about. This oh, yeah. really needs to be talked about. So I, I guess I'll start with my own experience and then, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. um, not as a recently, but I, this was when I was like 25, 26. Yo, I went three years. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you about that? I went three years without dating. No, you did not tell Girl, me. Girl, yes. <laughs> like nothing, like no dates, no talking to nobody, nothing, like just over it. Now, to be fair, I low-key feel like God like purposely did in my way. You were like, God, I'm not your strongest soldier, so do whatever you need to do. Seriously, because this is when I was in Long Island still, so I was mm-hmm. still in New York. Okay. And yeah, and I, I was really going. I had just started therapy. Okay. And the therapist was just bringing everything to the surface. Oh and yeah, I was she going, was dragging you. She was dragging me for filth. So everything was to the surface, and I was just mm-hmm. going through a really just bad place in my life. And I felt like I was just supposed to be alone. Like, I was supposed to just work on things within mm-hmm. myself and mm-hmm. focus on me, focus on my relationship with God. And I was lonely as hell. Oh, yeah. Lonely as hell. But mm-hmm. I feel like what I learned through that was learning to be okay with my own company. Mm-hmm. I learned to, 
uh, I learned about myself. Like, I learned to be a little more self-aware. I learned, like, mm-hmm. things that I actually enjoy doing, what I don't like to do. I learned to make my list of what <laughs> I actually want in a man. Yeah. Now, granted, I don't think... No, this is important. We're going to get into that. <laughs> list is very important. As soon as you meet somebody, pull out the list. Right. Does he meet this criteria? Check, check, right. check, check. Ooh. No. <laughs> Does he have blue eyes? I'm kidding. I'm oh my God, no. I used to be crazy about light eyes. No, but it's so That's weird too because even with lists and like even with the whole thing of manifestation, like you're supposed to be super specific but also super general and accepting. It's, you know, so you have to find like that middle ground where it's just like, you have to be intentional about what you want, but you also can't be like, he has to be exactly five foot seven and three fourths and yeah. walk with the left foot before the right foot. But you can't also be like, I just want a man, period. Right, right. There has to be like some specification, but there also has to be some flexibility because mm-hmm. like, I feel like, I don't want to speak this, but I'm saying, I'm just giving an example. Like, I feel like sometimes it'll be like, he can have the height, but he may not have the body build. Right, right. Or he can have the height. And he may not have the hairline. <laughs> she knows how I feel about hair. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, that's what you get to the negotiables and the non-negotiables. Okay. Hairline, non-negotiable. I mean, listen, I've run into a few guys that actually look good, bald. Yeah. Not me. Yeah, like you know your Morris chestnuts kind of. Right, like, he looks you know. Good ball. But for That's the rest the... of y'all, they do hair transplant surgeries and um, in Turkey. It. They're not that expensive. Like, I support it. I support. I prefer the transplant. I don't really want you to do the toupee thing because then we can't get in the water. That's awkward. Yeah. But have you seen the braiding hair recently? Like where they slap like braiding hair with like glue and, and then, then like put it like, down so it can be like waves. I'm like, oh, y'all getting creative, creative. Basically, you can't take in the water, though. What's that thing men used to say? Take her swimming on the first date? I'm oh, sorry, taking her swimming on the yeah. first date. <laughs> sorry, guys. We got so off topic. Um, <laughs> put this fan on because it's hot. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, going to go to my little notes. Right. So. You went through your three years. You were experiencing being alone. All right. I got off topic really quick. Oh, yeah. So, I would say, like I said, what I learned from that is, like I said, I learned to, I learned what I actually want in a partner, a future partner, not just someone for now. Um, I learned what I like to do, what I don't like. Um, I learned to be a little more self-aware and um, confident as well. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like when you learn to be in your own company, oh yeah, I can't explain it, but it just builds a level of self-esteem. Like when you can go mm-hmm. and eat out by yourself or just, just be out by yourself and you're content exactly it's like if someone else comes into your space they have to actually bring something to the table because you're happy with Mm -hmm. yourself you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but i'm curious have you ever been through a period where you were intentionally by yourself or kind of just oh yeah (laughs) i mean you know i have (laughs) i definitely have because i think it is you know i grew up in a very very communal culture um so there's always people around whether like i'm talking outside of even like romantic you just always have people around you so being alone was never like a fathomable concept for me for yeah. a bit i also people like i'm a people's person i love people which i am yeah but i was so happy that i went through my period of being alone because it made me realize i'm that way because i am and not because like i need to be yeah um but yeah i definitely went through a period where i was just like you know it's it's me and there's nothing wrong with that because you know there's a negative connotation about being alone, which now that I've experienced it, I'm like, that's actually not a bad thing at all because I believe a lot of things give you like blueprints, right? Yeah. You need blueprints in life. And I think being alone gives you a blueprint, gives you a standard. Yeah. So that when someone tries to come into your life, whether they're a friend, whether they're a partner, whether even if it's family members, like even coworkers, like you start to realize like if you can't measure up to this 
the standard that I've set up through my oops, sorry through my blueprint yeah <laughs> then like I can't have I can't, you here yeah. and it it gives you this level of like being content because before I think sometimes I don't know about you but as humans too I feel like sometimes we keep people around because you're like I don't want them to feel like they're a bad person or I don't want to come off as the bad person yeah. and being alone makes you realize like it's okay to not have everyone in your life and that doesn't make you a bad person that doesn't make them a bad person you're just not compatible right. and it's okay like it's seven billion people on this planet i'm not meant to be friends with all of them i'm no. sorry i'm not meant to date all of them i'm not meant to be family or co-workers with all of them like right. it's fine um so that's a good experience i really enjoyed it i had it around mine was a little bit earlier when, when did i go through my thing like maybe like 23 24 yeah, because two years. two years, yeah, like end of 2019, yeah. going into 2020. She and then, was all kind of forced to be. Right. <laughs> Maybe before that, kind of, you know, that happened in March, and I think like December oh, right, right, was like right, a big right, thing for right. me. And then going into that, and then I came back out, I'm like, I'm ready world again. And then I went through that phase like, what, a few months ago? Yeah. I was telling you, I was like, I just, I yep. just want to do me. Um, and I think, honestly, it's something that's going to be a reoccurring theme in your life. Yeah. Like sometimes you think like, oh, I just go through this one period, like, I know we have the metaphor of like the caterpillar turning into a butterfly. And yeah. it's such a linear metaphor. Like you're a caterpillar and then you're a butterfly. But in between. <laughs> right. But not even in between. I think like there are repetitive phases in your life. So I yeah, think sometimes you can become a butterfly and then go back into being a caterpillar. And that's how I feel about being alone. It's a reoccurring theme that's going right. to pop up, especially in your 20s, early 30s. Right. Like it's going to happen a few times. And there's nothing wrong with it. And that's the toughest time to actually be alone i mean obviously you know there isn't as of now especially with this audience like mm-hmm. most people are gonna be in their 20s and 30s but right. especially with society and how much pressure there is to like mm-hmm. start a family and like you know time is ticking for women and things right. like that um i know it's hard to even fathom the idea of like spending you know going through a period of time by yourself because it's like dang mm-hmm. i'm taking away from time for meeting a potential partner but i feel like right. there's also a level of like when you take energy off of mm-hmm. the idea of dating you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, if it ha- if you have the mindset, like, if it happens, it happens. Or even mm-hmm. if you're like, you know what, I'm genuinely content and I'm not looking. It seems as if that's the time when things start really yes. coming together. And you actually might even attract, you know, your person or your soulmate. Because right. it's like, again, you're, you're, you're not putting so much desperate energy mm-hmm. on finding a person. And what's crazy about that is, like, you can know that. And you can logically understand it and you can agree with it, but you can't fake the funk. Right. Like, I've gone through phases where I'm like, oh, I don't care anymore. It's fine. Send me my man, but I don't care. But, like, deep down, you still care. Go to a restaurant see <laughs> Literally, you're looking around. Like, and it's just like, you just have to naturally get to that point. And I feel like one of the only ways you can naturally get to that point is by being alone sometimes. It pushes right. you to that point. Right. Um, where you get to a point where you're just like, I'm so content with being by myself that I really genuinely don't care. Right. But as long as you keep replacing, you know, like you said, energy with more energy with more energy like of like people in your life, you don't have the time to get to there genuinely. Right. Because logically you can feel things, but unless you really feel it, like deep down in your soul, it's not going to lie. Right. No, I agree. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like, and like you said about community, mm-hmm. let me first say that you know, again, there is a, I think there's a season for everything and there is a time to literally just be in your, because I, I feel like there's a fine line between like making people void fillers and mm. actually just being a normal human being That's and in connection and community. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you have to figure that out. Like, for example, if you're hanging around people simply because you don't want to be alone and you don't want to deal with the thoughts in your head, that's something to evaluate. But mm-hmm. also knowing that it's okay to need people, like finding oh, balance. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> Between that. And mm-hmm. I, I think honestly it's good to build that muscle before you're in a relationship because mm-hmm. you're not looking to your partner to fulfill everything. Exactly. You have a network of people who you can go shopping with, you can yeah. go out to eat with, you can travel with, etc. And you're not also you can even just sit partner. with quietly. Like I have friends where I feel like we can just sit together. Like sometimes we like up These and we're just like, that's the best Right. And let me tell you, we're best friends to talk about like every little thing. I could be like, hey, I thought I was gonna go left today and I went right. Let me send Chantel an audio note right. about this. Right. But there are also times where we can just sit together quietly and just work. You know, and I think like it's important to have that too with the community building. Yeah. That's how you know people aren't void fillers in your life. Like think about everybody in your life. Would you be able to just sit with them and like be okay with it? Right. And like kind of do your own thing. And do your own thing. And it's not awkward. It's not awkward. And I agree with what you're saying because I feel like there's this new like, I don't want to call them like a little army, but there's this new like school of thought. We'll yeah. call it that. Where everybody's just like, you don't owe anybody shit. Nobody owes you. Wait, yeah. can I, is this like TV? Can I curse? Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. As I get into it, I was right. like, you don't owe anybody shit. Nobody owes you shit. Right. It's just me against the world. Like, yeah. it's always going to be me. And I know for a lot of people, that's a trauma response. But, like, right. I just don't that's agree with that school of thought. Like, you owe people things that people owe you things. We're humans. We're naturally... You just have to find the right people to right. owe things, you know? But, like, we're humans. We're naturally social beings. We're not created to, like, be on our own or be lone wolves or whatever they call right. them. And, like, even with the concept of being alone, like... You can be alone and not lonely because, like, there are different departments of your life that kind of flow into it, you know? Right. So it's just, like, even if the romantic department right now, you're, like, I'm putting a halt on this. I'm taking a hiatus. No production. No nothing. Right. But you have friends. You have, you know, family. You have chosen family. Right. Um, and it's okay. I feel like it's not natural. And sometimes you do go through phases where you're just, like, okay, it really just needs to be me. And you, like disconnect to an extent yeah but like there's always going to be a base group of people that you need in your life and that's okay to admit that i think people almost feel like that's a weakness and if anything i think it's a strength that no matter what i go through in my life i can count there's at least like three four people i can call on no matter what and other people be like but what if those people leave you that's a weakness no it's like an asset you know absolutely and i i like i said i really feel like assess why people are in your life Mm. that's Mm -hmm. that's just what to me like i said if you have someone there, and like I said, I'm, I'm talking right now just from a communal friendship mm-hmm. standpoint. If you have someone there that you're communicating with, you're hanging out with, you're going out with, simply because you don't want to be by yourself in your house, mm-hmm. then you got to evaluate that. <laughs> and then that's that, I feel like that's the time to retreat within yourself. Right. But again, if you're just surrounding yourself with people because you genuinely want to be in their presence and mm-hmm. these are just people you enjoy being around, cool. Exactly. You know, like I feel like going back to the dating thing, like when i'm for the most part when i'm talking about being alone i'm talking about in the dating space unless you're feeling voids right (laughs) unless you're feeling voids and then just and going back to dating in general i really feel like and this is something i have to keep reminding myself as well like Mm -hmm. the pain of being alone or lonely because we all have that let's keep it real oh yeah a thousand percent single we're not entertaining anyone we don't have anyone to text it, it hurts. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, For a few I mean? different areas too, right? Because part of it is like companionship. Part of it is also ego. Hell yeah. You know, there's no, oh, I hate you. Doing it. <laughs> my phone really does. You know, if you get phone that like you don't care five minutes later, like, like, nobody put on do not disturb. Maybe I don't Maybe that'll attract someone to me. <laughs> no, yeah, but I feel I really feel like the pain of that mm-hmm. isn't as bad as the pain of dealing with another heartbreak. Or dealing with mm. another disappointing situation. And it's like, imagine, 
I, I mean, I know me and her can relate to this because we've <laughs> talked about this. Like, you know, another person you entertain for a month or two months and you got feelings involved. And now there's another restaurant that you don't want to go to because right. <laughs> it reminds you of that person. I feel like that pain, in my opinion, is worse than the pain of loneliness. And, and especially because loneliness... It doesn't have to always be there. Sometimes it's just at nighttime right. or whatever. But I, I personally feel like um, it's okay to be lonely, but learning to work through it and remembering what your end goal is. You know what I mean? I feel like that's really the time to focus on um, just bettering yourself yeah, and learning real. you and all that stuff. But yeah. No, that is real. Because listen, there are certain places I'm not saying put it <laughs> SDK. If anybody works at SDK or like has been to SDK is watching this. This message is for SDK and SDK only. Lamb tops, chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Y'all will never see my face again. (laughs) You will not see me. You will not see me because, you know, like, yeah, you build memories with somebody. And I know people are like, you can go replace it with her. I don't want to go through all that. So sometimes when I'm feeling lonely, I'm just like, do you really want to go through that right now? Don't do that again. Listen, get a weighted blanket. I got one. True. A weighted blanket. And things are nice. Get a, I got a maternity pillow, the, the circular, <laughs> circular one. I wanted to get to one of those, and my cousins were clowning me. I was just like, you Listen, know what? My thing <laughs> is stretched out on my bed. But I feel like, I mean, I don't know. I just really feel like, like if this society as a whole mm-hmm. would see the value in learning to be content with self, yes, that alone would just change the dating dynamic. That is real. I really, I really feel like that because people think like baggage is real. Like I don't care what anybody says. We all bring a little baggage in from our last situation, mm-hmm. whether We're consciously humans. or subconsciously, right? Yeah. And it's like the more people you just add on, that's just more weight. Mm-hmm. And it's like let me first assess what I want, what I need, mm-hmm. and then make sure that I'm dating based on that. And then you mm-hmm. you lessen the the contendence in a sense no I like that and I like like even when you said like what I want and what I need because like that adds intention behind it right so like and I think intention changes a lot of things yeah you know there's people also intention versus impact right yeah but I think there is a weight that we have to intention that's that we need to put to intention sorry that's important because I feel like even for example like I'm telling you like I'm not gonna go to this restaurant but it's because like I know the person that I went through that heartbreak with I wasn't being intentional at that time like I was just flowing around doing whatever now I have like my first heartbreak I can go to places we've been to normal I don't feel any type of way where I'm good like I'm healed from it because like although I did go through a heartbreak everything we were doing was intentional and it just didn't work out right and that's fine right and then, like, the second heartbreak I went through was because I wasn't trying to sit down and do me. Or I thought I did. I was just like, oh, I've been good for three right, months. Right. I healed, whatever. But I was trying to go outside and just, you know, be outside and, like, you know, right. kind of, like, not fill a void because I really did genuinely have love for that person. Yeah. But it's still just, like, in a sense, there was an intention behind it. So now it feels like, oh, this is, like, a wasted energy in this space. So I can't go to yep. the space anymore. And then after that, I started being alone again. So now even if I go with someone somewhere and it doesn't work out, I can still go back because, like, there was... I don't know, intention just changes the weight of everything because no, it doesn't feel like it was time wasted or energy wasted. Like, we both came together, we tried to make it work, it didn't work, it's cool. And there's a, like you just said, like, there's a big difference, going back to your first relationship, like, mm-hmm. there's a big difference between, I know this person came in with intent, with the right intentions, mm-hmm. and they were really looking for the same thing that I was looking for, and it didn't work out. Then it was like, okay, cool, we both know that we both... Right. Came in right. But when you know 
that <laughs> you stepped into a situation that you really had no business being in. Right, and, and then it get deep that and feelings get in there. It's almost like, like, I could have avoided this. We could have avoided I all of this. I like, a dead end. Yes, yes. And, and the time, that, again, going back to the time you spend alone. <laughs> it's just like. The time you spend alone, I feel like that, that will really help you avoid the dead end situations. And I feel like high standards can leave a lonely ass life though. I mean, until you find the right person, but it's always worth it, it is. in the end. That's something I have to keep reminding myself as well, like as I'm dating and well now, right now I'm not dating. I'm she said, I'm not dating, right, but um, <laughs> sorry folks. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is my alone season right now. But no, I feel you. You really got to remind yourself, like, and, like, even people tell you all the time, like, if you walk into, and this is not to change anything or anything, but, like, like you said, having high standards is going to lead a lonely life. Like, if you walk into, like, a Toyota dealership versus, like, a, a Lamborghini dealership, they're not going to be the same amount of people there. No. And that's kind of how it is when you just let anybody walk, even though I love Toyota. Yeah. Right, right. I miss my Camry every day. That girl, put, she, she got me through, man. Shout out to Toyota. But, like, I'm not saying it's below anything. But when you have, like, lower, more accessible. Okay, so not lower. Yeah, I want to say more accessible. When yeah. you're more accessible, there are more options there. Yeah. But, unfortunately, you might attract some people who you shouldn't have. Yep. But when you start taking that accessibility away and not taking it away from a place of ego, but from a place of, like, intent and building, yep. just it's, it's going to be lonely. It's not like yep. you don't have people who want to text you, but you just know off the jump, like, hey, no, like, I'm not even going to entertain this. I'm not going to do this. Right. But then when you meet that person... Mm-hmm. who actually is worth the wait. I yes. feel like that's what makes it worth it, does. it, you know? And I also feel like learning to be alone helps build that muscle for when you're in a relationship. Mm. This goes for men and women, obviously. Right. It's like, um, and everything every, in between. Everybody listen. Right, right, right. Right, seriously, because I feel like every relationship is going to have their rough patch, right? So what if you go through a season where your partner, you know, God forbid your partner goes through depression or mm-hmm. there's just something going on to where you guys aren't seeing eye to eye. When you've already built that muscle beforehand of being alone, mm-hmm. when you're not getting that attention from your partner in a particular season of your relationship, you're not tempted to go elsewhere to get attention because Absolutely. you've learned to be content with yourself. Absolutely. So I feel like while in a relationship, that's also like super important to have built that before and then what's your thoughts on like the idea of learning to be alone while actually <clears throat> dating because obviously technically you're not fully alone you're not fully you alone dating, right yeah what's your thoughts i think there's always going to be a level of you need to be comfortable being like alone even while you're dating and i say this for example with like even with like codependency, yeah. like you see some couples, or unfortunately, it's always one person in the couple. Yeah. Not always, but most of the time, it's one person in the it couple. It works when it's both of them. When it's both I of them, mean, right? It's, it's toxic, but it works, right? But like, it's always like one person that's more codependent because they don't know how to be alone, and their whole life is centered around someone else. Yeah. The healthiest relationship I've ever had, I think, it's because we both knew how to be alone. Yeah. And it's because we didn't make like our worlds revolve around each other. Like you're a big part of my world, but my world does not revolve around you. If anything, everybody's world, I believe, should revolve around themselves. Yeah. And just hear me out, because I know that's usually a bad thing when people are like, oh, you think the world revolves around you? I'm not talking about everybody else's world. I'm talking about your your world. You should be the center axis of your world. And then there are big chunks of your world. So your partner should be a big chunk of it. And it's it's a pulling force. It's something you take into consideration in everything you do. Right. But he's not, or she's not, or they're not like the center of your world. world. 
And I feel like being alone, like you knowing how to be alone, even while in a relationship will come in handy two ways. The first way, you know how to be alone when like your partner's with their friends and you need to go be with your friends or your partner's at work and you need to go be at work or your partner just has something going on and you're not a part of it. And you need to be okay with sitting the fuck down and being okay. No, I agree. You know, it's actually more attractive. It's more attractive because then you get to come back together and like really catch up. But then the other reason it's good is because like relationships go through ups and downs. Like you said, one of the ups and downs is like, yeah, your partner might be going through something and not showing you the attention you need. But another down might be like, your partner might not be living up to your standards anymore. The person that you've chosen might not be the right person for you anymore. Or they might, but they need a, a little reminder. Right. People need reminders sometimes. Right. And if you don't know how to be alone, you've been so content with being with this person. And say, for example, so, like when y'all first started dating, like y'all had date night once a week, every week. Right. And if you don't know how to be alone, if your partner stops doing that, you won't care. You'll be like, yep. well, they're still in That's my life. Right. Yep. But if you know how to be alone, you can be like, no, like this is my standard. And You're not leading up there. to it right now. Here exactly. Is. You're not like measuring up to it right now. So I could take a step back figure it out and then let's like reconvene but if you don't know how to be alone you're less likely to do that i think also like when it comes to unfortunately relationships where the partner becomes controlling or possessive or abusive if you don't know how to be alone you're more likely to stay that's no that's a really right so it's just like i think it's very very important we all talk about how to be alone like when you're fully alone but i think it's really really important how to be alone when you're with someone with someone right yeah no that's real yeah no that's real and that's Mm -hmm. how you know that you guys are actually together because this relationship has a benefit like we're together interdependently because there's some type of benefit whether there's love whether there's a common purpose or whatever right and you're keeping that in mind it's not just history anymore like this is what i'm used to or this is all i know like because at the end of the day you know, when you know how to be alone, you can be with somebody for 10, 20 years. And obviously, it's not going to be easy. But if you need to walk away, you'll walk away. Listen, you know that uh, actress, she's like the auntie, the black auntie. About the grocery? Listen. Oh, my God. I was just so trying to offend about this. I you know we messed with Listen. Because I was just like, people were just like, I don't get it. That's dramatic. And I'm like, no, I no. absolutely it's, get it. So, okay. So, one thing. What's her name? Jane Lewis? Something. She's the grandma on Blackish. Yes, yes. But she's usually like the auntie in a right? lot of in shows. Lot of yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff, right. So, so she she broke up with a boy. How long were they together? Did you get They're that? They're a long time. Are they were they married? I think. I don't know if they were married, I but they, they were, were damn near. Dating. They were t- well together, but they were together yeah. for a little minute. And she broke up with him because he went to the store and he didn't get her anything. Back, he didn't get her right? nothing. He didn't ask her about nothing. Like yeah, he literally so went she- to the store, came back. And she was just like... And she's always, she said she's always thoughtful. She's she said always every thinking. time she goes to the store, she gets him either one of his favorite snacks or she asks him if he wants something. Yeah. And he did one time, the yeah. one time he happened to go to the yeah. store, he didn't get her nothing. She was like, right. this is over. And people are just like, really? Just like that? And I'm like, it really is those little things, though, that show somebody like, somebody can love you, but they might not like you. Right. <laughs> and I feel like it's little things like that, too. Or sometimes like, not even that, actually. Let me take that back. Let's rewind. Somebody can like you, love you, everything in between. But I feel like there's a difference between somebody loving you and loving the way you make them feel right. or loving the things that you do for <laughs> them. Right. And it really is. And I think like small actions like that show you like, does this person truly love me or do they love the way I make them feel? So if I love you, yep. me getting something that makes you happy makes me happy. So every right. time she goes to the store and she picks something up for him, that makes her happy because yep. she knows she's going to take him home and he's going to be happy. And it's the harder pursuit. It's the it idea is. that I am still pursuing my partner. Exactly. Like, I still want to make them I want to see them happy. Exactly. And I think when somebody goes to the store, it doesn't get, get you what you like, what you usually like or a favorite yeah. snack or even ask you, do you want anything? 
I, she hit it right on the nose. Everybody's like, that's dramatic. But I'm like, it's not the thing. It's the principle. People always say it's the principle. Yeah. And it is. That showed her that, yeah, that man might like her a lot. He might love being with her. Yeah. But he doesn't necessarily love her. Yeah. Because if you love her, you, you're going to want to make her happy in every little step that yeah. you do. Something as small as like, if I get you a Snickers bar and yeah. Snickers makes you happy. Yeah. I mean, you I'll know? be honest. What, uh, a dating situation that I was recently in. Um, one of the things that made me uh, let it go was because he went on vacation mm -hmm. and he was talking about souvenirs and stuff and not once did he think to get me a souvenir and it's like I'm so thoughtful like yes. I'm like the, you know like I'm the type of person like I'm wearing one of her souvenirs right now actually <laughs> it's one of my favorite things in the world but yes you are like that she got me like an evil eye bracelet because she knows I'm really into that she stuff and it's me. part of my culture and she got it from Aruba so like you are you're very thoughtful about those things I want them back you know like mm -hmm. and I and I just know how like you know if you're if you tell me your neck is hurting the first thing I'm thinking about if I'm in the store like oh is there like a pill or something that yes can and like I are you start sending remedies and you're like I'm sorry right. I'm like a mom she does this to me all the time she's like yes have you tried these stretches um have you tried this I don't want to be like your mom <laughs> right, like I, need you to, I need you to combat this back pain. But yeah, like knowing how I am, I, I've been through so many situations where I didn't get it back to where I'm like at a place where it's like, nah, if it's not reciprocal, we cutting this off. And that's a standard. Too deep. And that's just a standard I've created for myself. But again, I think that I'm able to stick to it because again, I, I'm so comfortable. I have my moments, like I said. It yeah, is listen, not we all do. <laughs> right, right, right. But I... I I've learned to be such, so at peace within myself to where it's like, again, if you're coming into my life, bring mm -hmm. value. Make me feel better than I can make myself feel. Exactly. Like, otherwise, exactly. why are you here? Because, me out. Exactly. And it's like, it's crazy because like, you know, I believe in unconditional love, but I don't believe in like unconditional love to the point where you're like you're hurting me, you know, right. like you can unconditionally love someone and still step away from them. Yep. Doesn't mean I don't love you. I might never talk to you another day in my life, but I, I, still I wish you all peace and, and blessings. I want you to be happy, and I think that's love. Yep. The level of love can change, the, but the love is still there. The love is the same, just the actions, like, yeah. you know. Right. That's a good point, yeah. And I think, like, what you said is, like, super important because, like, I know I feel like I used to feel ashamed if I wanted, like, oh, I want, not to say, like, ashamed, but, like, you know, I want a partner to, like, level me up because it feels like in a sense, like at surface, you feel like a user. You're like, oh, I need somebody to make my life better. But that's not the case because I know anybody's life who I go into is going to be better. And if your life is not better with me in it, I don't want to be What's in the it. Point, There's right? no point in me being in it. It's no hard feelings again. But like if I'm not making your life better, why am I here? Yep. And it's okay for me to expect the same back. Yep. And it's like, it's the little things like you said. And like, it even made me think of like going back to our original point having people around you like friends family chosen family community whatever it is because like the same way you love yourself sets the blueprint also the same way other people, people outside of you. your romance love you way. sets the blueprint so like yeah. i have like my we call her my honorary godmother because we don't really have godmoms in our culture but like yeah. if we did she'd be my godmom yeah. great person amazing friends with my family um she's like my mom here in atlanta every time she travels she brings me back a hot sauce from like wherever she goes because she's like you know me and my spicy <laughs> you know so it's just like i love that but now i have that standard for whoever comes into my life and if you can't find that standard from anybody else in your life start setting it with everyone but also look into yourself like yeah. for you you know if you go anywhere you're gonna get someone a souvenir you're gonna get them a right. gift you're gonna get them a whatever so it's easy to be like, okay, shit, you're not doing the same. You got to go. You got to go, right. And I or want even, that. And I just did an episode about reciprocity before. Mm -hmm. Even if that reciprocity looks 
different. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be like the same I'm exact giving thing. you a gift, so you have to give me the gift. It's mm. the idea of being thoughtful. Exactly. And considerate. Um but yeah, to your point, like I like you said, like the community aspect is really important. And I know obviously this whole point was about being alone, but the community aspect is really important because it's like if you know that these people are in your circle mm-hmm. and they're in your circle because they're adding value to your life and you enjoy being around them and things like that, you're just less like I feel like if you're lonely and you're just like, yo, I have nobody around. I have nobody here. Which is not an easy feeling. Like, it's not. Like, that is a very valid, like, heart feeling. Right, right, right. But when you know that that, that's, like, pretty much the the message you have in your head or that's that's your actual experience, Mm -hmm. you're more likely to just let people in and shit on you and just hang on to their, like, random good moments. Like, they're... Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because people have that. Just letting anybody do anything. (laughs) Right. You're just like, oh, well, they just popped up in my life here. And, you know, they've been shitty to me for the last week. But they're really good today. So I'm going to keep them around. But it's like, no. When you know you have a great community around you, it's like, what what are you doing? And that shit is easy because it's very manipulative. I can never say that word. So remember my phase I went through? I went through a summer phase by 48 Laws of Power. (laughs) Yo. (laughs) So I went through a phase. Um. You know, one summer I was a little heartbroken or whatever, and I was just like, fuck it. I'm about to read the play, the fuckboy manual. Yep, 48 Which Laws I'm of sorry power. if anyone's listening is a 48 Laws of Power fan. Like, there are certain things about it that are true, but I think it literally is a guidebook to being manipulative, yep. and unfortunately it's landed in a lot of wrong people's hands. Yeah. And I almost don't think it's intentional. I think a lot of men buy it, and they're just like, oh, this is how to get, like, it's, it's, it's marketed as a career thing. Yeah. Like, this is how to do better in your career and your life overall. But I don't know if it's subconsciously or consciously, but men always try to end up using that shit on women. Yeah. And I was just like, this is my summer of like, I used to call it for research purposes, just to make myself feel better. (laughs) I'm like, for research purposes, I'm a Right. Right. But one of them really was like, you give somebody one or two good moments to hold on to. And whatever you fuck up after that, they're thinking about the one or two good moments because they're attributing that to your innate self. Yep. To who you truly are. But that might not be who you truly are. In the beginning. In the beginning. When they they first meet them. them. Exactly. And that's the thing. So it's just like somebody might show you something when they first meet you. And in your head, you're like, that's truly who they are. So every fuck up after is, oh, my God, they're going through something. Oh, my God, this is not like them. Oh, my God. But it's really the opposite. It's just like they showed you what you needed to see at the beginning. And then everything after is truly who they are. Um, And that just made me remember that where you're just like, you know, you hold on to things for the good moments or like. Even earlier, we were having a conversation of, like, you know, high standards are lonely because there's a difference between, like, just letting anyone in your life do anything. And, like, I'm kind of in sales and marketing. um, So, like, I think of it like exposure versus, like, conversion. Yeah. Or even for anyone who owns a business. Like, you own a business. You can run an ad. Right. 700 people might see the ad, but, like, two people might actually buy the product. Right. And I feel like when you have low standards, you get a lot of exposure. But you don't get a lot of, like, conversion. You don't get something that converts into something meaningful. Right. But you feel good because it's, like, all this exposure. But ultimately, all it's doing is hardening your heart. All it's doing is hardening your heart and, like, adding more trauma. Yeah. <laughs> Which none of us need more of, honestly. No, we got enough. The Especially world is traumatic enough America. as it is. Like, <laughs> Especially black in America is enough, so. Right. And we're going through a whole penderejo. And, like, there's just so much going on. The Ponder replay. Like, <laughs> just. You know, we are, we're already, like, traumatized in a sense. Like, right. we don't need more. And I think that's a very valid point that you brought up. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, I feel like ultimately... Actually, let me... Before we close, I just want to share. I saw 
an article that had some good info in it and it was just sharing some reasons why being alone is good and mm-hmm. i, I kind of touched on them but i just want to bring these up uh, one is that alone time increases your empathy uh, solitude increases your productivity solitude sparks creativity being alone can help you build mental strength um solitude may reduce behavior problems in kids i mean that's not what we're talking <laughs> about right now but yeah if you're a kid please stop listening <laughs> right? to this podcast now you not be it's too late but like please right. stop <laughs> but if you're a parent listening to this remember that with your kid take their ipad away and allow them to be in their alone in their own brain um <laughs> and being alone gives you an opportunity to plan your life and solitude helps you know yourself better so pretty much everything we kind of touched on before but ultimately like i said i feel like if you're in that space now where you're not getting the attention that you mm-hmm. want and you feel like or wow, that you deserve or that you can you get deserve, the attention you want sometimes but right, it's not the attention you deserve, you deserve. If, you, if you feel like you're not getting that right now or you feel like there's just a drought with dating just please be intentional with this season and allow it to mm-hmm. make something good for you for your future self um, and not look at being single as a bad thing. It's not. Because it's not. It's it's really, I feel like this is one of the best seasons of life. There's so much. You you don't, you don't only have to worry about yourself. And it's, I mean, not not really, but like, you know, when it comes to... But in a sense, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when it comes to like going on vacation or doing things, you only have to worry about your own opinion. You don't have to mm-hmm. worry about considering, you know, a partner or stuff like that. So I feel like just embrace this season Learn to love it so that when you're in a relationship, you're fully ready to commit. And you're and content you're, at that point. And you're point. content, right? You know you're there because you want to be there, not because like life just puts you there. like Right. Mm-hmm. And you know that if... Cause, and, and this is the last point I want to make. <laughs> like, um, You also know that like kind of off topic, but still relevant. Like, I feel like we always meet more attractive people than our partner. We'll always meet different people we have chemistry with mm-hmm. and that we have a great connection with. But when you take that time to yourself and really figure out what you want, you learn that like, hey, when I met the, this person and I and I wrote down this list, my partner has most of these things. Mm-hmm. Yes, this person looks good. Yes, this person looks good. But I know that I actually have what's most important on my list mm-hmm. um, as opposed to just, again, dating blindly. And then it's like, I think this is what I want. And then someone else comes around. I was like, like oh, crap, Ooh, that's really I'm what missing I out. You get that. I'm missing right, out. Yeah. Right. I agree with you. Cause once you get to like a point where you're content with your partner, you're never going to feel that I'm missing out right. feeling. You might feel that like, Ooh, I feel kind of an attraction to this person or, Ooh, I kind of have chemistry with this person, but you're never going to feel like you're missing out on something. You're right. just going to know that like you have everything you need back home. And it's just like, you know, temptation is real. It's like when you're on a diet and there's like a chocolate bar right there. Right. You're like, you know you want it. Right. But like you don't need it. It doesn't mean you And, you know, when you know what you're doing and why you're doing it with who you're doing it with. Yeah. You're more content. So. Right. That's real. So, yeah, guys, if you're going through that right now, embrace it. You're not alone. Buy you a pillow. <laughs> you're alone, but you're not alone. Right, right, right. <laughs> Buy you a weighted pillow. Uh, make sure you're intentional about the other relationships you have in your life. Focus mm-hmm. on you. And then eventually, hopefully, that the right person. Yes. Not another plan B. <laughs> not plan B, the pill. I mean, like, option B. Like, plan A is right. the ideal person. And plan then plan B, B right. <laughs> no settling. <laughs> right, no settling. So that's it, guys. Thank you for tuning in. And Thank until you. next time. See y'all. Bye.